I have a couple of things I want to start off. Now, one, I've been reading the reviews of the uh, the AirPod Maxes, and uh-huh. uh, I don't know. It doesn't look. It looks like I need to wait. Like oh. I, I hear the there there was a really good in depth interview in the Verge. Now, part of this interview was he tested it out in a, a, a coffee. I'll use the American phrasing: a coffee shop, not the ones we would have here. Uh, and I was wondering, like, well, wh- why did you go? To, can you go to a coffee shop in in America? I guess wherever he is, you can. We have apparently you can do whatever you want in America. Oh yeah, <laughs> freedom. <laughs> we 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 entered uh, a a bigger bigger deal lockdown here uh, earlier this week. So the uh, oh, this is a good story. All of all of the uh, all the stores are closed now. Tuesday is this right? Tuesday. What what day is it? It's Thursday. Tuesday, uh, they closed all the stores at night, so you couldn't go do your Christmas shopping anymore. Now, the grocery yeah. stores are still open. You know, the essential stores, pharmacy, banks. And, Coffee shops. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can get, you can get takeout <laughs> from, to switch to the, the Netherlands meaning, you can get takeout from coffee shops and takeout from restaurants. And there was a big controversy that the, uh, the HEMA was going to be open because that was essential and, and the action it was going to be open and an action is like we used to call it a five and dime store the action is kind of like, like a dollar like well it's like a dollar general i don't know it's kind of this hmm, i don't know but so this is a big all the other stores were upset like we closed down and why doesn't and the hema hema is like hmm Hema is, yeah, like the Target of the Netherlands. Now, of course, it is not as big as Target, right? Like, it's it's various sizes. And Hema is famous for, uh, you know, having smoked sausages that you can get Ooh. and hot dogs. Like, if you if anyone comes to the Netherlands, you got to get a Hema hot dog. It's not because it's good. It's just, like, what you do. Well, right? well wait a minute. That, is this challenging the Costco hot dog? That's, I mean, this is... Or, or the Ikea hot let, dog. Let's be very careful. <laughs> How we throw hot dog recommendations around? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's. It, I think the hot, the Costco hot dog is probably better because of sheer size and therefore juiciness. But it is in the same sort of like you know, if you were to go to an IKEA for the first time, you would get meatballs just because it's like I'm here. I'm gonna get meatballs, right? Similarly, if you go to Costco, you're gonna get a Costco hot dog or a Costco slice of pizza. But and similarly, if you were in the Netherlands, you should go to a Hema to get the hot dog. That's all. Right, like it's, it's just it's tourism, hot dog tourism. <laughs> Did I ever tell y'all that in Iceland, hot dogs are a major part of culture? And no. famously, when Bill what? Clinton visited Reykjavik, there's uh-huh. like a hot dog stand that he went to to get a hot dog. I've eaten at that hot dog stand. Wow. I mean, I mean it's just Were a hot good? dog. I mean, is it like a New York City kind of thing, or is it like better, more? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's its own sort of thing, but it's one of those hot dogs that has a salad bar on top of it, uh, right? Like it's okay. just like got all sorts of stuff. It was it was fine. It was good. Um, I don't know. And, uh, anyhow, so there was a big stink that the Hema and the action were going to be open because I guess these, you know, uh, they got some sort of exception and then they closed those down. So no more, no more Hema and action. And then also they, they closed down. I'm not sure exactly how they're enforcing it, but I think they canceled all flights to holiday destinations over there at Schiphol Mm -hmm. and they're, uh, they're getting serious about stuff. So consequently, uh, how did I get on this topic? I forget. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I sadly, forget. Yeah. Uh, sadly, I am currently in the only hot spot in the entire country of Australia. Huh. So, 
Um, yeah, they, uh, we had we had I think we had about 40, 40 days of one case until like two days ago, and now there are seventeen in the northern beaches. So, ah. like a lot of people just had their Christmas canceled. You know, they're like, uh, "You were exposed. You need to stay home for fourteen days." And no. Yes, the only outbreak in Australia is my neck of the woods. Oh, so. that's too bad. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Luckily, because of my wife, she's ordered all the Christmas presents ahead of time. So I think, oh, yeah. I think we'll be fine. But I mean, we were at like school, you know, we were at a auditorium the other day, you know, full of parents. I mean, it was, we were, we were back to normal. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. it came and went fast. Oh, and then this also means that for eight days, which is basically two weeks when the kids go back to school, they're going to be homeschooling, which I don't, I just, I don't know. Oh, I remember how I got on this topic. I don't, I don't like, <laughs> I'm not into that. It doesn't work. Like I got a six year old, yeah. and a 10 year old who, who like, uh, hopefully they can't hear me, but they're just not passionate about school. And, and oh. so it's just that, you know, they're not the kind of kids I hear legend of these kids who sit around and like read Harry Potter or like, you no, know, those are my book. kids. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... Well, my, my, my kids just entered six weeks of summer break. So nice. That sounds perfect. Yeah. And so, okay. So here's what I was going to ask, you know, speaking of kids, how I always like to get, uh, I wouldn't call it parenting advice, but sort of like, I like to baseline things now, now it's the holidays. So the kids have time off. Like what, how do I, do I need to worry about structuring their day or should they just be like watching 10 to 12 hours of music? (laughs) (laughs) well i I think there there definitely is some structure around hygiene and meals and sleep sure those those are like the maslow's pyramid of of you know yes um but yeah we have some caps around internet time here and man we're like day two of it and we're already up against them i just i just like i don't like I don't know what else they would do. Like here, <laughs> like, like, you know, here we are lucky that you can literally say, go play in the streets. I mean, you know, go do that. And it's fine. Yeah. Right? Like you could just go up to the canal or play around or whatever. But like, I mean, it's like, but I don't, I don't want to like, I mean, I want to sit around and watch YouTube all day. So <laughs> all right, hey, let me, uh, I'll give you, uh, the, uh, I'm gonna call it the uncapped, uh, data limit, uh, uh, parenting. So there's no data caps at, at my house. You just, you know, we just, everyone does what they want to do for better force. But I gave, uh, my son and, and, and by extension myself an early Christmas present. Uh, I subscribed to uh, YouTube premium, which gets rid uh, of all the ads uh, on YouTube. I have to be honest with you. It's a miracle. It's it's just I, a miracle. If you're uh, I, if you have uh, if you have uncapped data limits where you're like at my house where we let the kids uh, or my son watch you know he's like watching the main TV on YouTube. It's like I hate the ads. Like I don't really hate yeah. commercials. They, they uh, are intrusive on TV. I, I just it's just so bad. So yeah, YouTube. I mean, early recommendation: YouTube Premium. It's uh, ninety days free. So one, you can just try it out. But two, it's I I just went all in. I'm like, yeah, it's, for, it's, I want to subscribe so expensive, for this. Though. So expensive though. It's so good. Ten bucks a month to not ever hear a YouTube wait, ad wait, again. Wait, ten bucks a month. Yeah, I thought it was like twenty bucks a month. No, I'm just talking about this is just getting rid of ads on regular YouTube. This is not the TV. That's still that's that's a lot. Wait, it's, so it's, I, don't, it's, I just don't want Matt so Ray. YouTube. You're the king of privacy. You are the you are the privacy. Oh, I know. I know. You are the person. I, 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 
and, and my free adblock tools keep my browser pristine. <laughs> well, I, I don't know, but what about I do you not watch any? I don't know. Do your children and, not and watch I have YouTube? adblocks installed on all the kids' laptops? Hmm. Well, How does no, that work no, for no, YouTube? Wait, wait. Does it actually wait, stop wait. for YouTube? It, all it, the ads? They just never show up. Do they just like, does it go blank in the video? Like, what happens? No, no. There are just no ad breaks. I have no idea mm. why, but there Whoa, are no wait, ad breaks. Wait a minute. This may be. I, I, I need to investigate this. Curious. That sounds I, I, fantastic. I'm. I'm. I'll, yeah. I will be doing oh, further no, investigation. It's, it's no. You know, wait. Through, wait through this ad. There's none of that. I don't understand how that works, but I want. I want to know more. Here. Here's. <laughs> here's what I've looked at. Is. Is the family plan? Well, here is 18 euros a month, right? And that. Oh, that applies. Crazy. To, but, but I guess what you did is you bought an individual plan and you log people into your account. Yes. Okay. By okay. people, my son. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Now, that now this it. does while we're in this thrilling uh, Cote's family time uh, segment of the <laughs> podcast. This is something else that has happened with my son. Is he has he has taken possession of the TV room? Like I went in there today, Very and I and, I, yep. and uh, you know, my wife and I have been trying to get the kids to watch the classic Grinch. I've discovered that uh, I'm I I realized that overrated. Yeah, I've, I realize that I'm in that phase of parenting where I'm trying to get my kids to enjoy all the stuff that I enjoyed when I was a kid. Yeah, not and I've yeah. started I've started to think about like my parents doing that and how much I didn't like it. Yeah. And so like <laughs> like don't stop. You can't yeah. stop. <laughs> like I you know, like I don't I didn't like watching White Christmas every year. That I'm well, not into that. But anyhow, well, like so, I came into the TV room and and we were going to watch the original Grinch, which I like it. It's fine, you know. Boris Karloff, Karloff does those voices. Talk about aging yourself. Uh, I aged myself like three generations back just there. But anyways, uh, and and my son, he likes to sit on the couch underneath a blanket watching his Minecraft yellers. And I turned it on. And he's like, "Really, Daddy? I just started watching this." And I'm like, "You can't, you can't have possession of the TV." And he's like. You have a computer. You can go watch that somewhere else. And I had to just be like, <laughs> no. Take it. Kat has a good point. I mean, very good point <laughs> there. Oh, no, we, Our... we have done we've done the whole battery of Christmas movies. So uh, some uh, of them were well-received. Um, we watched Home Alone. They like that. I can't stand that movie. Yeah. I, you know, uh, I, I finally liked it. I don't know how many times I've watched it, but I liked it this time. It was, it was... I was I got I think I got into it. I think it was good. I think it was. I'm good. I'm, I'm gonna watch uh, gonna watch Die Hard with the 17 year old. So mm. <laughs> not not the not the 11 year old. Hello from Twilio. Today's show is sponsored by Twilio. Businesses all over the world right now are trying to reinvent how they connect with the world. Whether you're delivering packages, treating patients, or running a global customer support center, your customers need you to invent new ways to stay connected. Twilio is the platform that millions of developers trust to build seamless communications experiences with phone calls, text messages, video calls, and more. Whatever your use case, Twilio has your back. It's time to build. Visit Twilio.com to learn more. And of course, we thank Twilio for sponsoring our show. So it looks like we're into the uh, 12th week of reInvent, right? <laughs> I think, yeah, by the 12th, I think it's the third. Now let, let's do. I want to do a little commentary, a little discussion of these multi-week conferences. All right, I I was in. Uh, I don't know. I don't think this is trade secrets or anything. But I was in uh, the last Friday. I was in the booth for our online reinvent thing, and 
I think the software was pretty cool, actually. Like you could play a video and chat with people and stuff like that. It was it was kind of interesting. You you, you would be the only person I've heard give a a positive review of of you know video conference hosting. I mean, you know, Ugh. whatever. But uh, <laughs> but like there was like no one there. Like nothing happened. And yeah. and like I even like I I mean even as if this is a surefire thing I even tweeted somewhere like you know I'm in here I'll I'll give you some free copies of my books or something but it's just like I don't I don't like I'm not feeling it the online conference thing I think I think when we did our uh, our spring one conference online we got lucky because there wasn't like conference fatigue and it went really well as far oh, as yeah. like numbers and attendance but like. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe the other online conferences are going well, but I feel like I'm going to go out there and say, and hopefully my employer is not going to uh, contradict my opinion here, but you know, whatever. It's like, I think just just have like a two or three day conference. Don't do this like multi-week thing. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, it doesn't, I don't. I mean, it's not like a TV show. Like, you know, every Friday we're like the Mandalorian's coming out. Like, is anyone Ooh, like, that's oh, today. <laughs> oh yeah, that's for you. But, you know, is any is anyone like, uh, oh boy, Acme Conference is coming out on Thursday again? You're right. Like, yeah. But do you think like, implicit in this is the whole? Uh, it's almost like the Netflix model versus the traditional network TV model, right? It's like, I think what would be great is I actually really do enjoy the live keynote. I think the live keynote is yeah. a great way to kick it off. I think it actually is some value getting live because there's a Twitter stream. People like in, in various Slack channels talk about it. Like obviously you can join software defined talk, but you can kind of sense like a bunch of people that are interested will all watch it for probably anywhere from an hour to two hours. And there's like that is actually it's almost like a little bit of a sporting event kind of feel. Like yeah, oh, yeah. this is an live that part yeah. I actually really enjoy. I think that is that has actually been and if you miss it, you can always go back and watch it. So that part is great. But I think as soon as it's over. You know, it's like, you know, if at a conference, they'd be like, you say, go out all to all the sessions and things would happen. It's like, it would be great if the, all the session videos were just up, right? Like whatever they wanted you to look at, we're like, yeah, yep. and we posted yeah. all the videos and you can just start consuming it on your own. Like, and just like Netflix, you want to binge everything in 12 hours, go for it. If you want to spread that over a couple of weeks, go yeah. for it. That would be yeah. ideal to me. Yeah. But but then then you lose the possibility of having interaction between you know I mean I I'm all in favor of pre-recording it but I do like having the interplay between you know the audience and the host during the session which now we're back to you know twelve weeks of of AWS but um what do you do about that like well, that, you know, but then it just goes smaller. You have to be content it, with much smaller attendance, I guess. As long you as barely you're saying, have any, you barely have any of that anyway, so it might as well just be like YouTube comments. That's what I think, right? It's like you're just not going to have that many people simultaneously attend all like the smaller session, let's call it, like the breakout session, right? It's like, yeah. hey, it would be better for you to just do thirty minutes, you know. And I like the videos that are pre-produced that are thirty minutes. It's fantastic. I think it's the ideal amount of time. Yeah, absolutely. And then. Absolutely. I mean, I almost just feel like it would be better for like a lot of these companies and, you know, I think both of yours included, like there's other ways to like interact with clients and stuff like that. So it's almost like allow your other existing communication mechanisms to be used to talk about these new, you know, features or these new talks that are being put out. Yeah. Like the Netflix dump of, you know, hey, here are, you know, two dozen, 
videos and then have scheduled times. I don't know that, but you know, over here in Australia, I don't, I don't watch anything live, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> think about, yeah. take, take you, Matt. This is a good example, right? It's like, listen, if I've watched the video and I really have questions and I want to get more information, like there are plenty of ways to get uh, contact with Absolutely. chefs, right? Absolutely. You have all the slacks. I could put in something on the website. Every single one of the videos could end with some call to action. And it's like at that point, if you know, you're ready to Johnny Lee Gen yourself, you're ready to be like, yeah, I actually have some serious questions that I would like an answer for. So I'm going to take the next step, the quote nurture. I'm going to go from nurture to actually becoming a, a named lead right in your system. And like, why not just allow that to happen naturally? Like it doesn't need to happen in any special way for a conference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think there's two things. One, I think it does give as evidenced by us talking about it for three weeks, it does give uh, more press time for things right now. On the other hand, it hasn't the, the Google conference been going on for like 20 weeks now. And like, I don't see people <laughs> well, they talking went, about they, that all the time. I think they went the longest. It, they went 12 weeks. I think oh, was it 12? Wait, wait, 10, wait. 10 or 12 What if weeks? you never end your conference? Perpetual conferencing is is the new right, right. New- okay, okay. Now, now let's ease on to the, into that, right? Like, <laughs> oh, sorry, like, I I jumped to the punchline. No, I wasn't thinking about it that way, but I think I, it's just let's just briefly explore some alternate things because I think many of us in vendor space are going to be uh, we're going to be doing this in the next year, right? Because it's just like it doesn't it doesn't work, right? Like this, and and it seems to me, it seems to me that. Well, one, there's two things, and and I'm just going to throw the crazy thing out first. Like, what if you had like keynote commentary, right? Like, I'm sure I'm sure those cube people are just like starving for money now, right? Because they you you would pay them like I'm just estimating here fifty seventy five thousand dollars to show up and do the thing that I used to do with the camcorder, which was just like get execs on TV, right? Like, people love that shit, right? Like you you know whatever, get some extra video that the analysts and people are doing and you've instantly got stuff for your reports. And the Cube people, uh, man, they it's very well produced. And I think, uh, you know, I've, I've watched some of their interviews. They're, they're good. But like you could get them kind of like it'd be easy to set up here in OBS with Twi- and Twitch. Is it just like just have branded new commentary, right? And you can like duck in and out and like, you know, you could even like who needs to watch it real time? You could have Brandon come in and like pause it and do some commentary and like, that might be more entertaining and useful. And then and then the other thing that you can do, right, to Brandon's call to action is like, so I make these little videos in YouTube and like you can do a lot with like click here and do that, right? Like you can, it's always, I don't know how you get YouTube to approve the domain names that you can link to, but I can link to any VMware thing. So any CTA I want to put into the VMware world, I can just put in there. And as I was showing Brandon right up there. <laughs> or, or like at the end of the video, you can like click on things. So you could have this commentary and it could be like, oh, so if you want to <laughs> check, if you want to check out this thing, you can click here and you'll get like two hours free with it. Right. And what you can start to do there is like, as, as you know, if Brandon's giving commentary or you're watching the keynote, like you could actually like click on something to go check it out. Right. And you could, uh, you could collect all that stuff together. So it seems like, I mean, it seems like what you could do is mix together the good part of like online video, which is like clicking and tracking and commenting. And you would just have to kind of accept that you're going to have like some third party like talking about stuff. So I don't know. Maybe that would be a thing. Now, second is like I feel like, you know, let's not let's not really have like sessions. Just put some shit in your YouTube channel. 
that people oh, can go amen. look up. Amen. I, I can you know? this this I cannot agree more with you. I, I and I do think you know we could all borrow something from the uh, the YouTube uh, the YouTubers out there. It's like, hey, just build a channel. I mean, it's your thing. To Matt Ray's, I think he was both joking and serious. It's like, hey, build a great YouTube channel that is constantly coming out with great new yeah. videos that you find engaging, and you can get all the metrics and get away or from Twitch. the conference. <laughs> or what? Yeah, go go Twitch. Or just, Twitch. You know, post post it to Twitch. Get the uh, the live commentary and then dump it to YouTube for post commentary. Yeah. Now and then the other thing that I've noticed. I mean, I never thought I would say this, but I was collecting some analytics. I'm going to collect some more for the videos I did, more or less last year. Is like uh, the really short ones perform very well, right? Like, and the other thing that performs really well is if you have famous people retweet it. I mean, I know it's <laughs> I know it sounds absurd. But it's just sort of like, but this gets back to the point of the conference is like, so if you're doing an online conference, right, you should be aware that we need to go get our famous people to retweet this stuff. You would have your your social people go in there and really plan out like, all right, we're going to have like this two minute video that that when the time is right, you put it in your Twitter and there's going to be a link that allows you to do your CTAing or whatever. And and on the back end, you're going to I mean, you're pre-recording these things because you're living Brandon's dream. Right. So you have the chance to go in there and find the 30. I think Twitter allows you to do a minute and 40 seconds, but it's all variable. Right. In LinkedIn, you could do 10 minutes. Instagram is 90 seconds, maybe. No, Instagram is 60 seconds. So you got to do a 59 second video. YouTube, of course, gives no fucks. Right. And so you do it according to the channel that you're in. You can even do it in TikTok. Yeah, apparently people watch lots of Excel t- techniques there. So, like, what the fuck do I know? <laughs> but like, like oh, you go yeah. in there and like, what your people, your com- all this money that you spent on a conference normally, you've got people who are just like, they're like, let's pick one thing. Uh, oh, like AWS announces Grafana. You've come up with five of these little videos, and you get like. I don't fucking know observability people to be like, boom, check out this cool Grafana thing that's hosted at AWS. Click here for something. So you take the, you know, half million, million dollars you were going to spend on your virtual conference. uh, Yeah. And and you hire four social media. Right. right. And then then you also, you also got to edit down the videos correctly. Right. Oh yeah. 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 I'm talking like four full-time people instead of having a, a yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think, listen, I, one, I think that's a great idea. Like some people like making great videos and making it it easy in your organization to have the people around that can help you make a great video. And then I think coach, like you, I mean, hit on so many good points there, but the one I wanted to talk about was was specifically around. I'm doing well so far. Yeah. I was just going to say the, the, the thing that really resonated with me is just like, I think it's just like human nature is to like, we're not good at like understanding scale and exponential growth. And I think this kind of applies here around the idea is that like, if you're someone that does make a lot of money and you have a, maybe a good title and you're at a conference, it feels like you're really doing something important. If someone has like made a bunch of appointments for you and you're talking to the media and talking to the press and that like, it just gives people a feeling of like, they're really doing a great job at their their yeah, specific yeah. thing. And it's like, whereas if they're at home recording their own video by themselves, or maybe they're just, you know, it doesn't feel like that has like a ton of value because you don't have that sense of like, who's watching this, what this is. But then when you see the scale that these things can be shared at and viewed and you're like, wow, I'm getting maybe a thousand views, maybe 20,000 views, whatever. It's like, it really is so much more productive, but it's just like, I think yeah, it's yeah, this yeah, human yeah. nature thing. It's like, no, no, no. Like I, um, because if you said it to someone like that, like, 
hey, would you go on stage in, in front of 20,000 people and give like a 20 minute talk? And like imagine an auditorium was full. All of the people you kind of mentioned there would absolutely, they'd prepare, they'd think it's a huge important thing. But if you tell them like, I'm going to make a video that's going to get 20,000 or even maybe more, right? 50,000 views, it's just not viewed the same, right? And I think I think that's the connection you need to make with those people. Right, so like, you're right, actually right. doing and, your job. You're actually doing a better job by doing this than you are like and, blowing it off. Yeah. And, and I, I think what you have to do is your demand gen people, they have to simplify the funnel process for people right to to your point so that it so that you kind of gamify there's really no reason to gamify making money but whatever so that you gamify like <laughs> it's the so the, much fun the the legion process and and like let's just let's pick an aws thing uh let's use grafana right because i don't actually i mean i kind of I know a little bit of Grafana and I was thinking like, oh, it'd be fun to make commentary about why the fuck are we reinventing this for the 20th time? But whatever. We, we've discussed that before. <laughs> and so, so you know, you could take the Grafana thing, right? Now, I'm just going to simplify their lead gen funnel. One, you have complete noob one, two, three, four awareness driving, right? Uh, which is me when it comes to Grafana. Two, you've got the like, all right, I understand what the thing is. I want to know more about it, how to get it up and running. Three is the bake-off where you're like, all right, I know exactly what it is. I know five other options. I need to know which one is best for my needs. Also, I'd like it as cheap as fucking possible, if not you giving me money to run it, right? I, you know, everyone wants everything for free, so you're going to argue for price, whatever. Uh, so you would have like three sets of videos. One would be for people like me who are like, Amazon managed service for Grafana. And I'm like, what? I got to go look at Wikipedia. I kind of know there's Grafana and Prometheus or whatever. But like if there was like a two or three minute video that was like Grafana is a uh, graphing thing that's specialized for IT management stuff. Like I found a running demo somewhere and I clicked on it because I had this background. I'm like, oh, I see what's going on here. But it would be nicer if they explained like, why would I need a managed service for Grafana? I don't understand why that's a big deal. And you could demo stuff. So then two... Maybe that's the second thing is like, I know what Grafana is, but why do I need this thing and what benefits are gonna, it going to get for me? And then the third one would be just like, and vendors hate doing this, but like, maybe they shouldn't. And they would just be like, here's our two competitors. And I'm going to tell you why they're be the, we're better, like screen by yeah. screen. Yeah, you, you never, know? you never, you never explicitly, you, you don't host that content. That's right. right? You never I, don't I don't know. I, never I, I, I don't know. But, yeah, right, yeah. right. But, but you, the re when you do it, is when you're able to have your sales engineers in the room and people ask oh, the yeah, question, yeah. and then boom, you're at you, it. You right? launder so, that off to, to your your analyst, and so and, so know. now now in in SaaS things, you go get that matrix compare table of like yep. our we have this and our our competitors don't have that, and I don't know, just do a fucking video, right? So, like, but like in why, AWS, they were they did some stuff that was pretty close. So what what they were doing was they had um, Warner giving the talk. Right, and then on the AWS blog, they had their team live blogging it. But it was, oh, it wasn't, right, right. That's but good. it was That's not. Good. Um, it was a good live blog. It wasn't like prepackaged. Like they were kind of joking around, talking about stuff, you know, the sugar factory and all that. So that was fun to watch. But then as things were announced, right, they were talking about them, and you could then find a link to like to the the site that was up with more yeah. information. Now most of that was text, as you would expect. So it wasn't. You know, like for example, Cloud Shell. There was, I was like, the first thing you kind of want to see was because uh, he didn't do a, a demo. He had no slides. He had no, he was just walking around talking, and which is good. But like you're like, oh, I like to see a demo of Cloud Shell. Like so that would have been like of Cloud Shell rather. That would have been like the perfect like here's a 30 second 
like clip of like, you know, doing something interesting in Cloud Shell. And, and so I think they're pretty close, but like, I think you're to your point, it's like instantly shareable short videos, like coming out right as the announcements are would be really impressive. It would be, and it would, I think it would quickly, because so many people are talking about it. I think you would see a lot of retweets, a lot of social media shares uh, very quickly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. So what's up with the Grafana managed service? Why would I want that? <laughs> well, I think we should do this uh, on the whole, uh, on Grafana. So just to clarify a couple of things, I thought like one, it was really interesting to see how this came out. So they announced it and you know, uh, he gave the whole pitch about like, Amazon managed service for Grafana. So my immediate take was like, ooh, like did Grafana know? Like what happened, right? You know, I just wasn't, uh, uh, what's going on? So uh, to their credit, and I think this is uh, something we picked up on last week. You know, Matt, you talked a lot about this, like your community should not be your competition. And Grafana, 100%, they were obviously partnering with Amazon and like right on their website, they talk about like, yeah, they're endorsing it. And they're saying if, if you need more functionality, they essentially have their Grafana enterprise um, ready to go. So I thought that was really, you know, ba- you know, one, they embraced the partnership. They had the quotes from Amazon. Two, they understand that, you know, some customers will probably only use the managed service for Grafana, but they're automatically trying to, uh, if you will, show you the value that they add. So I thought that was different yeah, than like yeah. Elasticsearch, right? Who came back, was Elasticsearch came back with like yeah. a lawsuit, right? I mean, so, um, so I was like, this, is, I don't know, if it's just because they're on better terms or everyone will learn. But if you're starting a company and you find yourself that like, you should think to yourself when AWS does a managed service for this, we should accept that we should be excited by that. And then we should offer know why someone's going to come to us and want more. And that I thought Grafana to the credit completely answered those questions. Are you, are you in or out? I mean, you, you want to be part, (laughs) you don't want to compete head to head with Amazon. You want to be part of their funnel. Uh, because if you're on the outside, like, you know, working at a company that partners with Amazon similarly, they have, you know, an order of magnitude more customers of our product than we do just because they're Amazon. Right. And, you know, what are you going to do? So, you know, do you want a slice of that or do you want to, you know, compete with them? And it's it's much easier getting a slice of it. Yeah. And I thought Probably. to my to my uh, my immediate thought was like they had thought about it and they basically figured out, hey, the total addressable market of people that are going to want something beyond just what the managed service for Grafana is, is big enough, right? That opportunity is big enough for us to continue to make money. And then, of course, there are going to be plenty of customers out there that don't use AWS that will have a need for Grafana. And of course, they're not going to have any competition there, right? I mean, at least they're not going to compete directly with AWS. So it's like, that's what I think if you're in the boardroom of Grafana and that's what you're thinking about, it's like, okay, we're going to, some people are going to use it, but let's consider that lead gen for our products, right? For either customers that don't use AWS or for customers that want more. And I was like, this is the template, right? Well, yeah, because they're already competing with all the open source installations of of Grafana. You know, everyone who just has it on-prem or, you know, running on AWS, managing it themselves. And now, like, do you want a two-front, you know, do you want to fight that on two fronts of having Amazon just undercut you completely? No, you don't, you know? I don't know. Just open source monitoring tools. I, yeah. Does that ever work out? <laughs> <laughs> Brendan and I are waiting. Our, our, We're waiting. Our, our We're waiting. There was no announcement of the acquisition of Zenos for the you know tenth consecutive year at AWS. So we'll just continue yeah. on. Maybe next year. Maybe next yeah, year is when I, it finally hits. I, I, I need. I need to. Uh, I sh- I should uh, contact Nancy Goring over at four five one and ask her like, 
you know, because she follows this space now. Like, are there, give me, not not give me, but like, what are the successful open source monitoring companies? Like, the, you know, not, not that use open source, but that are like based around open source. Open NMS? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, now, I mean, yeah. but to that point, I, the other thing they announced that was maybe less... Um, that you know, I don't know. That definitely will put some companies that you know, I cause oh, worry. Yeah. Should I say cause worry for some companies? Was the AWS uh, fault injection simulator, which I don't know. To me, it's just the chaos monkey, right? It's basically yep. their yeah their chaos monkey. And uh, I just forgot the name of the company, but when we were uh, we're all uh, in Slack talking about it, is like, oh yeah, so there's some companies that are doing this. That this seems like it would you know you know basically be in direct competition not a lot of obvious reasons why you would potentially want to go use these third party companies so if you found yourself in uh, one of these companies doing some type of chaos monkey work it, it felt like that was a bad day for you like you so so is it is this uh so you know you, you got the the facebook antitrust thing going on mm-hmm. is this like do y'all feel like what amazon does here is similar like i mean it's if if the argument uh, that i mean that like you know, the argument for the Facebook antitrust is basically like they eliminate the competition. And and like, I don't know, it's kind of a, you know, I'm always weird on antitrust in in, uh, in tech stuff. So whatever. But it seems like, like if, like in the same way that like the problem, what Microsoft got hit for, and I know they settled out of court. So like, there's no official whatnot, or whatever, or, or I forget how it worked out, but it was not like, uh, satisfaction at the end for either side well i guess it says anyways i'll stop this commentary uh but you know the idea was like because you ship with the browser in the os netscape or whoever cannot compete and so similarly if you ship with the chaos monkey in the cloud then like who can compete with that like it seems like it seems like if you're going down like that the chain of logic that people use and like antitrust things that it would that would be an area that 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 you would look at i i think it's less monopolistic because First off, they're not giving it away, right? They're, they're you know, they're they are still competing. You're you're competing on their their turf, but Amazon, you know, does not have a monopoly on cloud. Um, yeah, they, yeah, okay. So you got yeah, that. I mean, they they are not exclusive by any means. Um, so you know, they have a a fairly open platform. You can compete on their territory without you know. If Amazon if Amazon started putting up barriers to competition i don't you know just because you're competing doesn't mean you've put up barriers right there there are no technical limitations to you know to datadog or grafana or labs or you know any of these people competing with amazon head to head on their own platform you know amazon you know you know so I, i i don't think there's antitrust issues really i think um you know it's just this is the nature of this beast, but yeah. I don't think it's monopoly. As, as as they say in so many movies, it's just business. That's right. Yeah. Well, to go back and this, uh, this is Chinatown, Jake. I was going to say to go back, maybe <laughs> uh, give a name to some of the discussion. The Gremlin, I guess, is right. Is that the one you mentioned yeah, that earlier? Yeah. Gremlin. Um, so they basically had a, a very similar service. So you know, I guess they would be the ones to kind of weigh in. Do they feel like that? But I think you know, all the reasons we already hit is like one, there may be people that don't use AWS that still need the service. Two, I don't know, you kind of always have this, like, is it a feature, is it a company kind of question? And it's like, it seems very reasonable that if you're a large cloud provider of any kind that you would offer a service like this doesn't seem like, that doesn't seem like yeah, yeah, anything yeah, yeah. surprising. Yeah. So, um, and and, the, and the, the, the services you get from the clouds generally are going to lag those specialized services in 
yeah. quality. Yeah. You know, I mean, and all the features and bells and whistles, but a lot of customers don't care. Right? I, they think, don't I, need that. I think the important part is you have all the other clouds out there, all the other public clouds, plus all the on-premise stuff. And so it's easier to conceptualize that it's not like, it's not just like too big, if you will, right? Whereas if you look at like the, uh, as far as I understand, the, to play the uh, the government's advocate or whatever instead of the the devil, like, you know, I guess their their thing with Facebook and Google is like that they are huge and they dominate the markets that they're in or something like that. Like, and, and they can know. lock you out of their platform. And they yeah, yeah 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 yeah. I I haven't read up enough of that stuff, but like it whatever. All right. Today's show is sponsored by StrongDM. Working from home, managing a gazillion SSH keys, database passwords, and Kubernetes certs? Meet StrongDM. Manage and audit access to servers, databases, and Kubernetes clusters, no matter where your employees are. With StrongDM, easily extend your identity provider to manage infrastructure access. Automate onboarding, offboarding, and moving people within roles with the click of a button. Trusted by companies like Hearst, Peloton, and SoFi to manage access, you have more control and less hassle. StrongDM. Manage and audit remote access to infrastructure. Start your free 14-day trial today at strongdm.com slash SDT, all uppercase. Again, that's strongdm.com slash SDT. No credit card required. And of course, we thank StrongDM for sponsoring our show. Well, also, uh, you know, it's been, uh, I was going to say fun, but it's been interesting in in the the actual meaning of that to follow the solar winds uh, oh, problem yeah. here. Now, now, tell me what I get wrong here, but it seems like basically some, uh, do we call them hackers or is there some other word? Yeah, I tried to explain to my kids the difference between hackers and cracking. I was like, just hackers is fine. Yeah. I, you know, I, we, we, semantically, there's a difference. Historically, there's a difference. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you, got, you got these hackers and it looks like, from what I was reading, some of the, the stuff is that basically they figured out a way to get their own code into somewhere in Orion, right? So probably what, which means that they got access to the version control somewhere. I, I have no idea. But yeah, they got that's their, what it's starting to look like. They, yeah. they, got the, they got their own code in there, which then, of course, allows them to call out and take over the whole system and inject their own stuff. So more than so on, right? And then, yeah. and then by nature, uh, because it's a systems management tool, because Orion stuff gets installed, I guess, with root, right? I mean, you know, like you have all yeah. sorts of permissions because the point of it is to go install shit on your servers, yeah. Yes. And then, uh, and then there you go, and then you're in as uh, you're in the mainframe. And, and yes, decrypted the encryption codes. And, and Ivan's your uncle. <laughs> but I wanted yeah. to like. I thought, man, I thought you'd have uh, some opinions on this. I wanted to get your take. So, like, I think let's just walk oh. through because, like, exactly where you know, as they call it, a supply chain. You know, I don't know. They keep saying that, but I just think it's like the build process. So it's like. So I'm reading this. I was trying to follow it pretty closely. So it looked like that they had their own basically .NET class that, you know, whatever the nation state or whoever essentially, you know, put in there and use that as the attack point that got built into one of the DLLs. So I was just trying to walk through. It's like, okay, how exactly would you do this? So it's like, if you got access to the GitHub repository or the repository, whatever it is, you could put it in there, but you know, like how common would it be? It's like, Hey, everybody, you know, in theory, right. Everything would have like, You'd have the pull request, you'd have the code review, you know, so, like something would have been flagged there, right? Even if I compromise like Matt Ray's credentials, you know, we're working yeah, on a project yeah. and I did the pull request, like somebody should 
should like have seen it, right? And been like, what is this? Now you could obviously right. just like, you know, maybe you don't have that. If you don't have that structure in your process, then of course, like anyone can put anything in. But I, I don't know. To me, it's like, would that be the the first place you could have stopped this would have been there, right? It's like, even if you edit some source code, another person, it's almost like a 2FA kind of act. Another yep. physical person has to look at it and accept it. So either that didn't happen or they would have had to do it in some way that didn't trigger any type of notification of like, right, need to review right, something. Right. Yeah, well, that, that's that's just a code review. I mean, just... Do people still do code reviews? <laughs> Absolutely. I would hope so. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's still kind of murky about how this was injected into, you know, the the build system at uh, at SolarWinds. All right. Well, the other um, thought I had then was this. Okay. So, okay. If they compromise credentials, they got it in there. I think that would be, in theory, there's a practice in place that we should catch it. Code review, everything that goes in. All right. So, if you're saying that they go the next step. After the automated the next build, step is the easier one, right? Yeah. I was gonna say maybe this is because they said it was the FTP credentials. It's like the next step is like automatically gets built, the software get built. In this case, Windows. So there's a yep. DLL sitting there, right? Yep. Okay, so if you could insert your replace that DLL with your that's, DLL, that's you could. Probably, but then, so this seems like how route. how common would this be? It's like after I build something, right as I finish building it, I sign it, right? Like would yeah, that that probably is not happening. Probably, probably no, like how many there's, people? There, there's some artifact repository in this case, FTP. Not even like you know an artifactory or something that's keeping SHAs and keeping track of the help of things. That appears to be the gap. Is right. you know there was some sort of you know unverified chain you know link link in this in this in this build chain where people are able to like oh you know here we've you know we've secretly replaced your dll with you know the cozy bear dll and you know now uh, that's going to spread everywhere and and everyone's going to have this fun all right so yeah. i was just trying to in my mind i was kind of walking through it's like okay code reviews pretty well understood common practice i'm going to say high likelihood that most people are, are doing something like that so if you had to like yes. pick your attack yeah, vector yeah, yeah. It's like that's going to be that is a place where someone may catch it and see it. Right. I do think the idea that like you build it, you sign your artifacts and like you are basically checking to make sure like there's nothing has been replaced. That seems actually pretty uncommon. I don't know. Do, do, would you, I don't, well, what do you say? I mean, you, you, usually you, you publish you publish like uh, Shaw's of your packages. That's right. pretty common at least in open source land. But you that's know, all after um, the fact. Like you've already built it and then you're going to... Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. But 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 all the intermediate steps, I think, you know, like if you go to download, you know, Red Hat ISOs or devs or RPMs of most stuff, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, most of the time, by the time you start talking to enterprise customers, they're asking for that stuff. You know, maybe not in the wild west of GitHub and, and everything, and you know who knows what's happening over in NPM land. But like, if you are dealing with enterprises, especially once you're dealing with federal, they're going to look for, you know, oh, did you publish an MD5? We actually verify those downloads. Right, but, but I think that doesn't matter. But there's still the whole build chain. Yeah, is, the build is, chain. It's like that's all going to happen too late, right? Because like you're probably going to grab absolutely. like you. You've signed, you've signed a bad... You signed a bad thing, right? Because the bad thing's already in there. So it's like, yeah, it doesn't even matter. So that seems... I was like, that's pretty hard. Like, I don't know. 
obviously you have to protect just good identity management and like, obviously, you know, FTP server, whatever you have to protect the build system, you know, using whatever the, the right procedures are. But like, if you get to that, I was like, man, I don't know how many people are literally signing every build artifact to make sure it isn't touched after the build and replaced. Yeah. So like, that seems very unlikely it's happening much. I mean, you know, chef's an exception. Um, but you know, but I only know where, you know, I know that we do that because we deal with these sorts of customers, right? You know, we have customers who verified all that stuff for us and actually gone through and like, you know, you said you built with this, can we see it? And like, here are the receipts, you know? And so we deal with that, but I know the rigor and pain of that. So I know that most people aren't going to (laughs) care. I think they are now. I think everyone's doing it today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call, and, call and, Matt Ray for help if you need help. Call no, Matt Ray. <laughs> yeah, no, but but I mean, you know, we even have like audits of our employee lists. You know, things getting flagged because they work in the wrong countries. You know, so I mean, people care about that stuff eventually. So, you know, the 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 problem is, you know, most software doesn't go through that rigorous a check. Um, you know, I don't. I, I can't vouch or speak anything about SolarWinds. You know, I, I you know, a nice Austin company. Uh, good luck to them. You know, weathering the storm. Um, but you know, it is dealing dealing with enterprises. You know, they are going to force you <laughs> to to go through these steps, especially in open source enterprise company, yeah. because there is a lot more transparency. And and in open source, people have caught attempted vectors. You know, people, ha- you know, and, and on the Linux side, there have been code reviews where they're like, hey, and I say, thanks for this patch, but we don't like this. Or, you know, we got this from, you know, Igor over here, and this looks kind of shady. So stuff has been caught in open source code reviews before. Um, and I, I, I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to disparage, you know, all the closed source companies, but there is some value in being open and transparent. <laughs> well, there was one interesting, back to the AWS for a second, they opened sourced, uh, they have an open uh, telemetry distribution, right? So like, you know, we kind of joke about systems management, everyone's just like doing the same stuff. So, you know, this is yet another attempt, right? To basically come up with like an open source agent and, you know, basically for all of us can build in the various ways that we want to like collect data. And you almost wonder, if something like this gets like a, uh, a deeper look at a lot of the other vendors, cause it's like, yeah, like starting to embrace this and then having something build in, here's the best practices of checking all of the things inside, like one, what's actually in there. And then two, no one touched your agent, um, between the time that you built it and the time that, you know, you're ready to deliver it because it is, I mean, I, you know, file, you know, obviously Sullivan's former sponsor, we know some people there, so sure it's been an awful week for them. Uh, but it is like, to me, it's just the nightmare scenario of someone that's uh, running a systems management company of any kind to have your agent, you know, compromised. It is, I mean, it's, I just can't imagine anything worse happening to uh, any type of systems management company. So from that, it's just like yeah. a difficult situation and, for them. Yeah. And, and to, you know, their competitors, you don't make hay off this cause you're next. <laughs> yeah. You know, and in fact, yeah. the New York you, times, you keep your mouth shut. Yeah. yeah. Well, the New York Times published something that they're saying that, hey, the feeling is that there's a lot, a lot of other supply chain, um, not a lot. They, they're talking about like they think other vendors have had similar, you know, build integrity yeah, compromises. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't think it, I would, you know, if anything, I think it's the other. It's like today you go through the entire source code, right? Okay. Did yeah. we code review everything? And then to your, your point, you call Matt Ray and you're like, when we finish building this, what do we need to do? 
what is the automated step that we need to put in place to sign this to double quadruple check that no one has touched it um, again. And then, you know, the other best practices is just like, what else can we do inside of our product to make sure that it's only talking to places that it absolutely needs to talk to regardless of, you know, um, so I don't know, very, very difficult situation though. It is, it is. And, and uh, you know, chef has been used to replace other vendors that have had compromises and we don't talk about that. Right. You just don't because, you know, (laughs) <laughs> chef has also had problems with our supply chain so you know it's it, it what comes around goes around so shut it vendors <laughs> <laughs> yeah well hopefully we'll find out what uh what actually happened right because you know there's also i mean who knows but there's also the possibility that you know there's just someone who's like paid to do bad stuff a spy oh, yeah is that yeah. what you would call them so like who who knows but yeah it, it that does seem like it's a good opportunity to review Everything that's going on in your uh, what do you call it software supply chain? Yeah, make, yeah. make sure you're up to spec because you know, given all the news about like all these government agencies that we're using that are I don't know if it's were or are but that that had or were affected by this, it seems like they're selling to Fed people, <laughs> right? Yep. So who uh, who knows? We'll have to see what happens with that. Well, you know, I uh, I updated. My phone, speaking of software supply chain, to iOS 14.3. Now, I don't know if this has been previously, but I think this might be a newish thing. If you if you text someone celebration, it puts all this confetti on it. Or if you put in like uh, Happy New Year's, this is you know coming up. It'll uh, it'll do a, bi- a big display in their messages. So that's a good thing to check out. Uh, you got to you got to go look at all these fun little pictures and videos that it puts puts in there. There's also Happy Chinese New Year. There's another one that puts a heart on it. Oh, and there's a good one that's like a, a little spotlight. I, you know, all of these things. I I found this out. You know, in the the iOS messages, if if you if you long press the blue arrow, it gives you these effect options that you can add in, which is uh, you know good fun. That's that's fun stuff. Yeah, you're going full millennial on us here, Kote. Oh, yeah. The emojis and uh, the effects, yeah. I love it. Bring you know, it. I'm just the, trying to the, put the, hats the, on the, cats. Yeah, the the default lifestyle, you know, keeps you uh, hip. Keeps you hip. You know, I, I was I was also realizing that I think I mean I did originally call it the iPad lifestyle, but I think the default's lifestyle is really the Apple lifestyle. Yeah, I think that's I think that's. I mean, I like the idea of a default lifestyle. Maybe there can be an Android person who develops but what the and, the Google it's, lifestyle yeah. is. No, nobody's like you know. I'm living the Samsung lifestyle. No, sorry, Samsung, but they're different. not. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Sony tried. Sony might have come close with like seven people, but no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and I uh, you know I think uh, I forget if I said this earlier, but I, I read I read some uh, yeah the 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 air phone mat the the big earphones i don't think i'm gonna buy those oh lobot we hardly knew you i don't know i mean i really if again you know if i was irresponsible i would buy them it looks like so so you're getting them (laughs) i don't know i don't know man like i gotta i gotta i gotta check on that i mean we do make some nice extra money here on the podcast but anyhow well before we get to recommendations brandon do we have any uh, bureaucracy to go over? We do. We got a couple things here. Uh, first, uh, Robert wrote in. Uh, he wanted to tell us uh, this. Just wanted to say thanks for the great podcast and its very high so, uh, signal to noise ratio. So uh, we really appreciate that. So I sent him some stickers. 
Uh, he also wanted to thank Matt for his Yeti recommendation a few episodes ago. So Matt, people like the recommendations. Also want to thank uh, Michael from Arizona. He uh, tells us that he often takes topics heard on the podcast into his team huddle. How do you like that? And he asked for 20 stickers. So he gets the gold star. That's what I like. Oh, Someone wow. asking for 20 stickers. So that, I think, exceeds uh, Professor Jeremy's uh, ask. I think he asked for like 15 last year. <laughs> so uh, that was fantastic. So if you want a sticker, all you have to do is email your postal address to stickers at softwaredefinedtalk.com, and I will uh, be happy to send you uh, stickers anywhere in the world. And for Cote, in your effort to live the defaults lifestyle, we have some feedback from who? From me. I looked it up afterwards. The Notes app does have a grid background. I know it's probably yeah, not the yeah. grid background you want, but there you you can do it. You can set it up. It's just, you I, just know, say, I know. You, I know. You just say that. So I figured you would tell me that, you know, it's it's not the grid that you want, but I just wanted no, you to know no. it was there. You don't I, get what you want in the defaults life. That's what I was going to say. It's like it has a grid. That's pretty <laughs> you legit. What you get. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. do you have to have like an artisan or a custom uh, specially built grid, like is that all that's going to work for you, or can you yeah, go like defaults? Yeah, I, I should, I should send you an example. I won't show you my iPad because I don't have it here, but I should send you <laughs> an God. example. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel, I feel bad about the 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 abandoning the notes app, but I just, I don't, I don't know. I just, it just can't get there. All right. I well, need to someone think about else, it, but it, all right. It's just too, too little. Someone else. I forgot to put their name, so I apologize. But from Slack, they recommended Flow. By a moleskin. So I don't know if you looked at that one. I guess it's some. I have. Of... I have. That is actually that is a okay. nice app. It's just right. the problem is it's like a, a subscription uh, that I have to pay for. And like you know, I already I'm already got the Apple One thing for the family, and apparently I'm going to get YouTube Premium for the. I mean, I just yeah. I, I I already have Procreate. You know, <laughs> I would probably use that Flow thing if it just had a flat payment for it. But I just. I don't know. It is nice. I, All right, well, I have just, listen, I, the listeners are giving you recommendations. They want, oh, no, no, to help I, you. I appreciate it. I, I like finding things and, and it does inspire me to like, I have looked at the, the moleskin suite of applications and I feel like there is a default lifestyle in there, right? right. They have, they have a calendar <laughs> app, a to-do list manager <laughs> app, a note, take, yeah. a note taking app. And so I feel like there, there's a default lifestyle in there that you could start living. I just haven't mm. investigated it enough. But that talk about a good brand extension. I think I I forget if the PE firm still owns them, but like you know, several years ago, some PE firm bought Moleskin, and I think, boy, they, I don't know what the revenue is, but based on what they're in market with, they're doing a good job uh, with with uh, with that. So all right, let me give one more thing here. So Ryan, Ryan from Slack, he was the one that rep- recommended by the Moleskin. So Ryan, we yeah. did our best to sell it. I don't know. Coach A seems like on the fence. We'll try. Hey, we'll keep hey, trying. If if I can get like a good 30, 45 minute streak where I don't have to like change a poopy diaper or something like that. I'm going to sit down with my iPad and check these things out. Cause I'm, I'm interested, but you know, I just, I got, we're all in this like sardine can and uh, it's hard to, to get space. All right. For the follow for the follow up. Now I'm getting follow up that the person that said it was Ryan isn't necessarily sure. So, so now I need to apologize <laughs> and I'm getting bad real time feedback. So, so if it wasn't Ryan, I apologize. If it was Ryan, great job. But anyway, we'll leave it yeah. at that. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think we have any conferences to go over. I mean, there are some coming we, up. We just slagged on them, but they never end. Yeah, they do never end. All right. Well this week, Matt Ray, what do you have to recommend? Apple TV. <laughs> You mean you, you mean Apple coming, TV Plus? Right? Oh, I don't know. I just they had a they had a seven day free trial, and uh-huh. we signed up so we could watch the uh, the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving because oh, you know yeah. that's how yep. they lure you in. 
And then uh, the reminder to you know, cancel after seven days, and I, I missed it. And so I got myself a month of it. And yeah. it's probably yeah. going to renew here, and I need to go cancel it. Because uh, I'm not all in on the content. But um, the two things that I've watched, I've enjoyed. Uh, one was the uh, the Tom Hanks Greyhound movie, the, the World War II one. Uh, that was in my queue. Like, mm. you know, go, go, go find that and watch that. So I watched it. I enjoyed it. Uh, if you like your uh, World War II, you know, movies, um, and then uh, we've been enjoying uh, the the Tiny World uh, Animal documentary. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, you know animal documentaries, but I want to see something that I've never seen before. That's that's my takeaway. If, if I see something that I hadn't seen before, I like it, and that 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 one is full of stuff I've never seen before. So uh, there are only like six episodes. I think we're almost done, so I'll cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They need some more stuff. You know, they have Fraggle Rock in there, which is weird. Yeah, my kids did not go for Fraggle Rock. See, that would be an example of like I would. I did get my my kids into Pee Wee's Playhouse. Now that is something interesting. <sighs> they to didn't consider. like Pee Wee. Yeah, uh, but my kids are bonkers for it. And you know, maybe here's a tip. You know what? What helped them out is that Kim was like, I don't want to watch that. And so for a little bit at the beginning, it helped them bootstrap to be like, ooh, we're doing something mommy doesn't like. Like, not in a mischievous way, but just in a, in a, in a jokey way. Like, yeah. well, I haven't put this... Pl- it's going to be hard now that I can't go to stores, but my, my, my daughter Alejandra and I have been planning, so Kim really doesn't like nutcrackers. She thinks they're scary, uh, kind of like clowns. And so Alejandra and I have been thinking like, oh, we need to get a nutcracker and put it somewhere that mommy will see and she'll get scared by it. But, you know, it's a similar kind of mischievousness. Yeah, yeah. Our mischievousness was the uh, the missing elf in the shelf that had been replaced was found. So now we have two. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I got it. I got it. We've we've forgotten. Boy, we've been I don't think anyone's in here. We've been the worst. Like, I keep forgetting to move that thing. And then you have you have sent. You have Santa Claus where you're supposed to put candy in shoes, and every now and then I'll forget that. And then the other day, Cormac lost a molar, and we forgot the first night. You know, oh, the tooth fairy. Yeah. And then, and then the second night, I forgot to take the tooth. Mm. But whatever, mm. he got he got five euros, so I think don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, what uh, what do you have to recommend this week, Brandon? Uh, my Wouldn't recommendation... it be funny if one of my kids broke out and they were like, "What <laughs> you?" <laughs> Uh, my recommendation this week is that it took a long time. I waited a long time to see it. I finally saw Tenet. It, uh, you know, it got released here in the theaters, but I, didn't, I was, I was afraid to go. But it finally came out on uh, video on demand. So I don't know. Have either one of you seen Tenet? Can I, no, can, I spo- no. can I do any spoilers? We, we almost, should- we almost wa- don't don't spoil it too much. We almost watched it tonight. Okay, but it was it was twenty dollars. So instead, we bought Birds of Prey, which is ten dollars. So I here, I'll take my earphones off. No, 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 don't stick- worry, because I think no, I don't want to do it for. I haven't watched- I'll, we'll just wait on it. So, Tenet, I'll just say this. It's like, I actually bought it uh, myself. It was, I paid the full, full freight here, $20, which is like incredibly painful for some reason. I don't know why b- buying a digital movie, but I will recommend this is a movie that is worth owning because I think you're, I think it's definitely, I don't think this is anything spoiling anything. It's a movie I think you're going to watch multiple times. And if you like Christopher Nolan movies, uh, you'll like it. Yeah. If you liked Inception, you'll like it. So, it's definitely one that is worth, um, planning to rewatch, very rewatchable. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, I've been down a bunch of tenant r- rabbit holes uh, <laughs> already, just to kind of like uh, learn a little bit more about the plot. But I really thought it was fun. So if you're into that kind of stuff, and I will say this has this is the kind of recommendation that like you probably know if you're into this kind of movie. If you're not, yep. 
you will likely hate it. So I just want to like throw that warning. Yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, Christopher Nolan's approaching like Wes Anderson territory where you're like, people just self-select out of his movies. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I love that. Not, not going to watch any more of those. Yeah. All in. Do you think, it. I wonder if my kids would like some Wes Anderson movies. They're sort of fun. No, they probably wouldn't like them. I don't know. No. Well, uh, yeah, well, you, you know, that makes sense, Brandon. You are a huge fan of Lost. Like, it's similar, oh, like, uh, so you depressing. know. Don't bring, that's like, that's, that's like bringing <laughs> off like a, like a bad relationship. Yes. No, but like, this is great because Tenet, you know, it's long movie, but it's over just in what, two and a half hours. And I thought it was very satisfying. Whereas Lost, you know, five years of my life wasted, you know, on that, yeah, you know, on that thing. I think, you know, the, on a positive I note, I, I have. I have found Kim's maximum movie payment, $10. Usually, here's here's a tip. Usually what I do is is when she's not around, I buy the movie, and then we watch it, right? Yep. Which I think is... Uh, I'm with Kim, though. I, it kind of pains me to pay, but I was like, um, well, one, I have really wanted to see how to wait so long. And then, of course, if you do any type of ROI, well, if I just gone to the movie, that would have yeah. been like 10 or yeah. 12 bucks, and if yeah, I'd yeah. gone with my wife... Yeah. It's 24. It's like, hey, and we own it forever. But again, that none of that is really very satisfying. It always feels like you're overpaying. But I like yeah. it. I own it. It's good. Check it out. That's that's like when you start doing TCO arguments, you know, based on staff time and things for enterprise software. And you're just like, oh, I'm fucked. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like once you're doing, you know. <laughs> and, then, and then your 48-hour rental ends with 30 yeah. minutes left in the movie. Oh, I've done like, that a couple of times. That's yes, painful. I've done that. You know, yeah, you know, you, you got you. You've got some spreadsheet, you know, you start with just the ticket price and then you've got, you know, the gas and wear and tear on your car. And then you're like, and then we're going to order some over some hot dogs that aren't very good. And then we got to throw that in there. Next thing you know, we're spending, yeah, yeah, we're spending, we're spending 60 bucks at the Alamo draft house, including, uh, you know, tickets. And we could have just spent $20 and eaten this sunk cost of shit. We already got in the fridge. Right. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Yeah. But the draft house. You yeah. know, you you don't you don't need a fucking like Forrester uh, TMI report to uh, tell you that, but people don't uh, they, they they ain't reading that shit for movies. <laughs> Anyhow, my recommendation this week is the uh, the Eve. I forget what they're called, but they're Eve strip lighting. And let me let me just for the viewers at home, I got them. I got some hooked up here. They're really bright, but you can see it's just this strip of lights. Now, oh, I got. Camera. I got these. Oh yeah, y'all can't see it. But I I got these because I was I was it's dark here and I was asking my therapist like, you know, I hear light is a thing and he's like, "What do I get?" and he's like, "Get full spectrum lights." And so these are full spectrum lights. They're like 1600, I don't know what. And uh yeah, but they're really good. They're not these like weak ass like, you know, shitty light bulbs that you get here in Europe that like, you know, take 2 minutes to turn on and then they're like, you know, I don't know, Thomas Jefferson levels of light if you're reading at 3 a.m. by candlelight or something. <laughs> and uh, but boy, you turn these things on and you're just going to like blow out the room. It's wonderful. And also, they work with the defaults lifestyle because they work with HomeKit. All right. All right. Well, with that, if you want to see links to the things we recommended, stuff we talked about, and even more, you can go to softwaredefinedtalk.com slash 276. You should also join our Slack channel where we've got a mega thread going on that I get notified every every now and then. I need to figure out how to mute that because it's not behavior that I want to encourage. <laughs> All right. And with that, we'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, let's see if it works. Are you ready? I know Brandon loves this kind of thing. This is the best. This Here is we great go. podcasting. Hey, hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. Well, first of all, man, Siri is a little dopey. Oh, that's because I've got...
Yeah, never mind. It's I've got my bed <laughs> thing on. They need to really fix the alarm thing. <laughs> Let me see if I I can't even swipe to figure this out. Ah, I think it's confused about which lights are which. 